0: Chapter 8 The Angel of Hope Matthew She is on her way. I was waiting for Rosalind on the street, in front of the restaurant. I planned to make contact before getting into the place. I was afraid you wouldn't show, I said to Rosalind by the door. Who are you? Rosalind asked, confused. You are my date, aren't you? I made a sad face. No. Pity dripped from her thin lips. Do you mind telling me the time, please? I asked her politely. A quarter past noon, she replied. I'm sorry. I pretended I didn't hear that to get closer to her. Leaning into her with my ear and placing my left hand on her lower back. Her mind was more concerned about repeating the time than a stranger entering her personal space. "'A quarter past noon,' she repeated louder to my ear. "'I've been stood up again. We were supposed to meet at eleven. I did my best to act embarrassed. "'Please, let me get the door for you,' I said, opening the door. "'Thank you, and I am sorry about your date.' she said before entering the place. I dialed up the charm. She's probably not the only one and not nearly as beautiful and kind as you. We both shared a smile. I'm Robert. I introduced myself using a fake name. Roslyn, she introduced herself. I sat down at a table where I could see her and she could see me as well, not that far apart. We both ordered our food and I didn't stop looking at her. She tried not to make eye contact, but every now and then, our eyes met and we both smiled. As I planned, I bit a small piece of bone as hard as I could. Ah! I yelled. The fork clattered to the floor, getting everyone's attention along with my roar. I lowered my head, grabbing the side of my mouth so Rosalind could see it. "'Are you okay, sir?' "'A waitress approached to ask what the matter was "'and ascertain I was okay. "'I think I broke a tooth with a piece of bone,' "'I said, a bit loud, with my head down. "'Please, let me take a look,' Rosalind said, "'approaching me after hearing that. "'Robert, I am a dentist, may I?' "'She asked gently. "'Lift your head and open your mouth so I can see.' Rosalind placed her hand lightly on my cheek. Your hand is very soft, I laid on the charm, before opening my mouth for a checkup. I can't see very well, but I work not too far from here if you would like for me to take a look and give you something for the pain. Rosalind threw the question open, offering to examine my mouth as I planned. Only if you promise me you'll finish your lunch, I said to her, smiling. Okay, then sit with me and we'll go right after. Back at her table, I smiled as she finished her lunch. I'm sorry I ruined your lunch, I told her. I must confess that I was so distracted by your beauty that I didn't see that piece of bone. Do you believe in destiny? Why do you ask? When I first saw you outside, I felt like the luckiest man thinking you were my date. And when I found out, I got stood up Didn't feel that bad around your beauty. Then I broke a tooth, and what are the chances of you being a dentist? I want to believe we were meant to meet for a reason. She smiled and continued finishing her lunch before heading to her office. In the past, I'd never had a problem talking my way into a woman's bed, but for some reason, a part of me didn't feel comfortable using Rosalind this way to get closer to her husband perhaps because I have become exactly what Angie thought of me and I am doing to Rosalind the same thing that Angie hated me for. I sat in Rosalind's chair for seemed like an eternity. She finally finished what she could do for me. After Rosalind took care of my tooth, I asked her, Do you think I can see you again? Maybe for lunch to make it up to you for ruining your lunch today. But please show up because if... I get stood up by you, it will break my heart. Without pausing for her reply, I passed her my cell with the contact app open, hoping she would input her information. She did. Robert, thank you for taking care of my tooth today. This is my number, Robert. I sent her a text in front of her. You don't trust I gave you the right number? She smiled. I don't trust I'm awake right now and that the most beautiful dentist just gave me her number and agreed to have lunch with me. I always thought I was unlucky with women, but today I feel that destiny was saving me for the right one. I smiled, turned and left. Rosalind, You seem like a nice guy, Robert, but I am filing for a divorce and I don't think it's a good time for me to meet other people. I am sorry. Today I am giving my husband the papers, and I am terrified. He doesn't know. Robert, I understand. Maybe we can meet his friends and take things slow. Divorce can be tough. If you need someone to talk to, I am here for you. Why are you terrified? Rosalind? my husband is very impulsive and aggressive. I am afraid of how he will react, and that's one of the reasons I am leaving him. He was the sweetest guy when we met, and his job turned him into a monster. I am not safe if I stay. Robert. What is his line of work, so I never apply to that position. Rosalind. I'd rather not talk about it. Robert. I don't think you should give him the document today. I'll tell you what. Meet me for lunch tomorrow, and we'll talk about it a little more. That way I can suggest to you a few ways of giving him the paperwork without endangering your life. I'll be in the same place at the same time. What do you say? Roslyn. Okay, I won't give him the paperwork today. Thank you so much for listening and for your advice. I feel relieved for now. Robert. Don't thank me yet. It makes me happy knowing you feel better. I immediately texted Jesse and Matthew to let them know I was in. Don Juan. No need to send Rosalind any pictures. She is leaving him. Matthew. Roger that, but at least send her this meme to make her feel better. I am using steganography, so when she opens the image, a piece of code will run in the background, and I'll have access to her info and location. Don Juan. Roger that. I sent Rosalind the meme to gain access to her phone, like Matthew advised, and finished briefing the crew about my meeting with Rosalind. Jesse. When are you meeting her again? Don Juan. Tomorrow, at noon. Jesse. Wow, I am impressed. Matthew. Men do all kinds of crazy things to get laid these days. Next time I'll break my tooth on purpose. The next day I waited for Rosalind in front of the restaurant like the first time. It was a quarter past noon and there was no sign of her. Robert. Hey, where are you? No reply. After waiting until half past noon, I decided to stop by her dental office. I honestly couldn't believe I was being stood up after playing that role yesterday. I. I am here to see Rosalind, I informed the receptionist. Do you have an appointment with her today? she asked. No, I don't know if you remember me from yesterday, but she fixed a broken tooth and today I am in a lot of pain. I am so sorry to hear that, but unfortunately Rosalind didn't come to the office today. Would you like to schedule something for tomorrow, maybe? she asked, ready to book an appointment. I tried to reach her this morning with no luck because... I couldn't take the pain. Do you mind giving her a call to see if there's anything I can take meanwhile? I insisted, feeling there's something wrong. I've been trying to communicate with her since I got here as well, but she hasn't been answering her phone or her messages. I think she is not feeling well because that is so unlike her, she said, confirming that something was off. Okay, then book me for tomorrow around this time. So I set an appointment. I followed my instincts and I was right about something being off with Rosalind not showing up for lunch today. I needed to find her, afraid she was in great danger. I rushed out of the dental office and texted the team, Don Juan, I need you to track Rosalind. I think there's something wrong. Matthew, I am on it. Jesse, what's the situation? Don Juan, she didn't show up at the restaurant or her office. She is not answering her phone. Her receptionist also tried with no luck. Matthew, I am sending you her location right now. You are 25 minutes away from her. Don Juan, I am on my way. Jesse, do not engage Juan. Wait for backup. Don Juan, I am sorry, Jesse. But by the time you get here, she could be dead. I arrived at a private property farm. I was able to get in with no problem. The farm had a security post in the front with no guard at the time. But I assumed it was because of the lunch break. That was before I heard some very disturbing screams. I followed the noise and what I found was devastating. I counted 13 male guards on the farm and I had a visual on Roslyn. She was tied up and being sexually abused by one guard while the others seemed to be waiting in line for their turn. I was so full of rage that all I could think of was killing each one of them. My face expression changed into combat mode. I furrowed my brows and gritted my teeth so hard that I couldn't feel the pain in my chipped tooth anymore. Only the taste of blood in my mouth that dripped from my inflamed gums. I kept pressing to prevent my unconscious reaction from screaming out. The tears of anger blurred my eyes, the same way my judgment of justice got blurred out and became revenge at all cost. Rosalind, screaming from the struggle and pain, blended in my head with memories of gunshots, explosions and screaming from the war that replayed in my head. The shaking in my hands was a sign that I was losing control of myself and that I was not ready to engage without putting myself at risk, blind with all the rage burning through my veins. But I couldn't wait for backup and continue watching Rosalind getting abused by each one of those animals. At that moment, it stopped being about Angie, and became only about saving Rosalind, even if I didn't make it out alive. I shook my hands and opened and closed them as hard as I could to stop the shaking. Even though I couldn't stop it, I wiped my eyes and engaged. I was not armed, but I snuck my way in, and since the guards were distracted by abusing her, I was able to take down the last guard waiting in line. I took his rifle quietly. I opened fire, killing each one of them, except the one on top of her, in order to question him. She was covered in blood and with a lot of bruises. It was hard to recognize her face after the beating she took. Untire. I commanded to the last guard standing. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, the cruelty and barbarism of it. Cover her, I demanded. You have one second to talk. I pointed at the guard's head with the rifle. El Patron ordered us to rape her and kill her after, he said, indicating that he was following Ricardo's orders. Rosalind couldn't stop crying as she covered herself up. Where is the boss? I asked, full of rage and anger. I don't know, he whimpered. I put the gun down without shooting him. I wanted to kill him with my own hands. I punched his face again and again and deformed him the same way they hit her. I shouted, releasing all the rage pent up inside me. His blood covered my face and the rest of my body. My hands finally stopped shaking as they got numb and swollen from beating him to death. My knuckles were covered in a mixture of his blood and mine. I got a fresh cut every time my knuckles landed on his now-missing teeth. My DNA was all over the crime scene, and only fire could clean up the trace that I was there. Rosalind was still crying, half-naked. I took off my shirt and covered her and looked around for gasoline to start a fire before getting out of there. They never call Ricardo El Patron, Rosalind whispered to me before passing out. A part of me died at that farm. By the time Jesse got there, the bodies were burning up with the building. I carried Rosalind out of there knowing she would never be the same, and I promised myself I would find Ricardo and kill him myself. Later that day when Jesse had the chance to question her, Rosalind told Jesse about her plans of leaving Ricardo, though she never gave him the divorce papers, as she agreed with me. Her lawyer must have told Ricardo about her plans, and he decided to humiliate her before killing her so as not to have her loose with all the incriminating information she had on him. After the event on the farm, Ricardo became the most wanted target for the DEA, along with the Black Widow. As for Rosalind's lawyer, well, the next day I paid him a visit and killed him. I didn't care anymore about what was right or wrong when it came to finding justice for those helpless women. I knew how to clean up crime scenes and get rid of the bodies. After Rosalind, I developed a craving to avenge women from abusive husbands before it was too late for them. It was the same way a dog still triggered a bad memory of guilt from my childhood. An abusive husband triggered memories of Roslyn on that farm, and the only thing that got me under control was when the puppy was dead. I was ready to lose myself into this cause and willing to do whatever was necessary from stealing drug money to fund our ops to kill and disappear if I had to in order to capture any narco that's untouchable for the DEA and that it's protected by the law and their constitutional rights. Bullshit. It was time to expand the team and recruit. I texted the crew to start, ASAP. Don Juan, we need to recruit more agents if we want to have a fair chance against the cartels. Matthew, I agree with you, brother. One man in the field is not enough to win the war against cartels. Jesse, there's only one like you. What are you suggesting? Don Juan, I can train them in the art of seduction and combat. Matthew. I can be the eyes and brains for each operation, and we use tech for surveillance and gathering info. Don Juan. Meanwhile, you feed us with the mission and DEA activities as a special agent. Jesse. And where do we find new recruits? Matthew. Ex-military, maybe. Don Juan. No. No. We find them everywhere, and we train them. We train them to capture narcos for the DEA. Matthew One more thing. The Angel of Hope is a statue inspired from a book. In the story, an elderly woman mourns the death of her little daughter by making regular trips to the child's grave, which is marked with an angel statue. The Angel of Hope. I couldn't find in your phone data anything about Angie losing a child. Do you remember anything about it? Don Juan. I can't remember. Jesse. If she is mourning a child, perhaps we should check in every cemetery and in hospital records to see if we can find anything there. Don Juan. Rosalind mentioned that her abusers never referred to Ricardo as El Patron. The abuser said the order came from El Patron. Jesse, El Patron was Don Emilio, and he is dead. This could only mean two things. One, either Ricardo killed the Black Widow and became the new Patron. Two, Don Emilio is still alive. Matthew, if this is true, in both scenarios, Angie is dead. Don Juan, or even worse, "'Still living with that animal. "'I have to find her before it's too late.'